Welcome, everybody, to episode number six of The Boys, sponsored by Shitpost. I am the man they call Beach. I am joined once again, as always, by CJ, Kyle, and JB. Boys, I'm sick and tired of fucking winter. I'm sick and tired of the snow on the ground outside. I'm sick and tired of almost dying on my way to and from work. I have a fucking wild story about my, uh, my ride home from work. We're just going to jump right into it, but boys. How are we feeling? CJ, I'm going to start with you. Did you go 46 under today playing at Pebble Beach or whatever on Tiger Woods or PGA because we know you work at home and you're living the fucking goat life? So I want to hear all about your day. I didn't, I didn't do much today, boys. Just a, an average day at work. Uh, Callie had the day off because of the winter or because of the, the winter, the weather. Um, so it was called in the average day. Yeah, called in with you. So yeah, I think we got. I don't know, six to eight inches up here. So just living the dream, snowed in the house, drinking beers. Yeah, I think we got, I mean, we're only about 40 minutes apart now, and we probably got just about the same. Kyle, how you feeling? Pretty good. Uh, nothing's really changed. You know, this weather sucks. You know, I just, I know I throw it out like three times a week, boys, but Arizona doesn't have snow unless you drive to it. <laughs> I'm there with you, man. Let's I'm just go to fucking Phoenix. Then we could get so good at golf that we were 43 under on at an actual tournament, CJ. Yeah, okay. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, absolutely oh not. Oh my god. No, we, if one of if one of us could shoot 43 under, we would all quit our jobs and we would all work for them. That's exactly <laughs> what would happen. The guy who shot 43 under would become the boss. I mean, I guess we could go to Arizona. Jake's already in his car. Jake, you loaded up. You already uh, heading down there to Arizona, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go. Got a Miller Lite. Brody, so be ready to go. So the past couple of weeks now, Jake has been doing a lot of things that we on the podcast, we cannot condone, i.e. Zoom calls while driving, and now he is drinking <laughs> and driving. Whatever. Do you have a job interview tomorrow? <laughs> Who cares? He's, he's, anybody, he's, he's, he's drinking and sitting in his car. He, I did that like three weeks ago. It's fine. Yeah. yeah drink it's, not, it's not legal, but it's fine. I mean, if you think about it, what really is driving? What really constitutes driving? So, can, can you, what is drunk? I mean, think about it. What really is drunk? What is drunk driving? Because my level of drunk is a lot different than your guys' level of drunk. That's for damn sure. I think we can uh, recall back to the Super Bowl party, uh, our level of drunk. I did not feel very good that uh, Monday morning. Yeah, no. It was, uh, most of mine was not alcohol. That was a rough day. I started off by stumbling out of bed, missing my alarm. And I have this routine where I take two steps to the closet, I throw on my pants. I take two steps back to the bed, I put on my socks. So I got to the pants part. I went and opened my drawer to get my socks. I went to go sit on the bed, missed the bed completely, and bounced my ass right off the fucking ground. Thought I broke my fucking tailbone. It was it was not a very fun morning for your boy. But let's talk about my ride home today. So we got let out early from work, which everybody who listens to me at work on uh, our little degenerate gambling server, I made you a lot of money this year. I put out props today on uh, odds that we would get called early. You could do over-under. Well, the overhead, because I thought we were going to get called out before 11. Turns out we got called out about 11.45. So the overhead. So congratulations to everybody that played that little prop bet that is from my job that listens to this. Anywho, so I got a little piece of shit 2004 Pontiac vibe, which is basically 
a go-kart. It is like a fucking, like, it's the same type of go-kart that Mario would drive a Mario Kart. It is just the most lightweight fucking thing you ever seen in your life. So I get out on this barn road. We're, by the way, the weed farm is in the middle of bump fuck nowhere. And you have to drive down probably a mile long gravel dirt fucking road. Uh, I get out onto this road. I come to a dead stop. I had the accelerator pinned, but my car just would not fucking go. So I throw it in reverse. I rock it a couple times, finally get back on the road. I'm driving outside of Vermont. If you've ever been from this area, there's a little stretch called the Vermont Blacktop, which never gets plowed, never gets shit done to it. It's awful. So all of a sudden, I start not being able to see out my windshield. I'm like, fuck, it's a goddamn whiteout. I'm probably going to die today. No, my both my wiper blades shit out on me. But like, not like physically shit out. Like, I stopped moving, but like the little plastic that's underneath them. Just fucking, I saw it rip right off. It looked like two little black worms going across my fucking, uh, uh, my goddamn windshield. So I freaked the fuck out. So I roll my, I know that Dollar General, which is a mile up the road, sells wipers. So I hang my fucking head out the window like a goddamn dog. I have icicles forming from my fucking eyebrows. A I'm saying, bro, this is fucking 10 degrees. It was off. So I had two options. One, put myself in a ditch. Or two, hang my head out the window so I can see, so I get DG to at least get something. I, I knew they sold wipers. I saw them there the day before when I stopped. So long story short, I made it. I'm here on the podcast. I'm not fucking dead in a ditch. I'm not an icicle. So I got my fucking wipers, and then I drove home, and it was fucking awful. It is Normally, I don't give a shit about driving in, in cold weather or you know snowy weather or bad conditions. I can do it. But today was just about a little bit too much, boys. That yeah. explains why you didn't respond for like 45 minutes. Yeah, I would. I there was about an hour to hour and a half break between when I t- told you guys to eat my ass in the chat when Kyle called me <laughs> stupid for being out, and me just getting back. And it's normally a half hour drive. It took me about an hour and a half. And so, was, so instead, it, you decided to ace venture out the window. That's exactly that's exactly what I did for at least you know a mile and a half until I was able to pull in and buy wipers. I go in there, and uh, the goddamn lady was like, "Uh, yeah." Um, there's wipers back there. I went back to look and I'm like, okay, well, I need a tape measure so I can, uh, you know, measure my size. I don't know off the top of my head. She's like, well, you have to buy the tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? Because the tape measure has a little, uh, uh, what the fuck, a little zip tie around the front of it. It's like you can't pull it out and fuck around with it in the store. So I said, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. So I take my keys out and I rip that fucking zip tie out. I walked right outside with that tape measure. I just measured it real quick and then brought it back in and put it back on the fucking rack. So I, I don't know if that's a crime, but I may be going to jail. This may be the last you pot. Brought I it back. Well, I just I just had it in my hand and I told her, hey, I gotta take this outside real quick and measure. She's like, Oh, you gotta pay for that. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll pay for it. Yeah. So I just fucking went, went around her like a fucking just door, just like whoop, went around and uh went out there. But we're all good, we're all safe. I'm rambling on now. This has been a hell of an intro. I've been boring you with my fucking snow story, but it was very concerning to me at the time. Boys, last weekend, the Super Bowl, your Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions. Matthew Stafford has a ring. Odell Beckham has a ring. Aaron Donald has a ring. Boys, Big Joe Joe Mania was some of the most fun I've had in a long time. With us being idiots, you know, big chode Joe and the big chode train. And I, th- I think we just got to leave this thing docked in the 2021-22 season. The jo- Joe chode was fun. It was hilarious. Now we got to move on. We got to find a different fucking team to rally behind. But, boys, I'm going to start with uh, who here? Kyle, look like you got something to say. Give me your Super Bowl thoughts on the game. 
give me what you like, give me what you didn't like, and just uh, just have a little bit of the floor because I'm tired of talking. Uh, me too. Um, so, uh, yeah, that game was something. It was entertaining and very anticlimactic, if you ask me. Uh, Should have had one more play, at least, because that offside that didn't get called. But um, it's really weird to say that the Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champs. I'm not sure if I'm okay with it. But in terms of uh, Joe Burr and uh, the Bengals, um, I'm keeping that shit fucking holstered until next season because if they can even remotely fix that offensive line, they can go back. Did did you see the power rankings that uh, our uh, ESPN did? And I did they, not. Well, they had the Bengals at five. And one so team – and guess the one team that they had above them that the Bengals beat twice? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. They had the Chiefs at fucking number one. They had the Chiefs I, I, I don't know. I think five – I know that they just went to the Super Bowl, but, like, I think that – so power rankings aren't based on what happened last year. They're based on what ESPN – experts think the best teams are and the fact that they got top five i think is pretty impressive just because they were a uh we don't know if this is a a thing that the uh Bengals can bottle and bring back next year because you cut out there boss god believe you cut out i don't know if he can hear us boys I don't think you can. He cannot hear us, I don't think. Oh, great. Technical difficulties. It only took us six episodes. Yeah. yeah. Things have been uh, somebody else take over uh, because I'm going to get on my phone. All right. Uh, we'll wait for Kyle to uh, switch over here. Uh, CJ, go ahead. And uh, I know you're a resident Rams homer, but not really because you uh, disavowed the team. You kind of just shelled them off. But uh, – I know you're a big Stafford guy because what you say all the time, he's a warrior. So we'll roll with you. What do you think? What do you think of the big game? So as a former Rams fan, it was good to see. I I didn't know who I wanted to win that game until we actually started watching it. And then the longer we stood there, the more I was rooting for the Rams and the more I just wanted Big Joe Joe to throw an interception. Um, Stafford, as I said, is a warrior. He deserves that Super Bowl. Beach, I can see you rubbing your eyeballs and how frustrated you are with that comment. But (laughs) I back. Thank you, JB. I appreciate that. It was a controversial game. We'll call it that. You know, I mean, it is what it is. We all know that the refs are a fucking hot mess express, and they have been for years. So until we can figure that out, I mean, there's never going to be a Super Bowl where there isn't some kind of bullshit controversy. So, I mean, take it for what it is. It wasn't a bad game. Uh, I mean, if you had a few drinks and were hammering it out with friends, uh, it was a pretty good time. I mean, we. I think we all had a good time except for Kyle because I got on him a little bit when I was a little uh, inebriated. Um, hey, listen, I mean, man. I was coming down and you were poking the bear. You had it coming. Yeah, yeah, you were coming down and I was going up, but it was just a bad, <laughs> that was just bad timing, you know? Real bad, but, uh, real bad timing. 
<laughs> but uh, it's it, it's all good fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it could have been worse. It could have been twelve six. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Do, uh, I, I think I I, uh, I think I placed like forty dollars worth of bet. Well, total like almost a hundred dollars in bets, and I won fifteen. So uh, not a good day for for money. But but it wasn't. Well, bad. well, not a beach had a good day. About to say, not a good day. Not a good day for some. Let me let me run you down my track record here. I'll let you talk about <laughs> the Super Bowl squares and my four and zero victory there, because well, I came. I, 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 I can came, talk about this. Too. Yeah, because I, I I feel like you have to. I came into your house. <sighs> you guys served me food. I brought you some General Tso's wings. I started. We yeah. drank a lot of beer. The scores kept hitting. I I don't want to say it, but I pretty much own your house. With, with that with that performance mm. right now, you, 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 I, I, you need to tell Callie that I'll be coming over on the weekend to, you know, kind of check things out, make sure you guys keep my place right. Because when you perform a 4-0 and on Super Bowl squares anywhere, it's an instant ownership of whatever building you're in. We could have been in fucking a Buffalo Wild Wings somewhere, and I would have hit all four of them. I would have started firing waiters. I would have started taking waiters. Get the fuck out of my store. I, I would have been in control. <laughs> but it was, a, uh, it was a wild experience. It, if the scores were flip-flop, you only win one, I think. Yeah. Uh, me and Callie would have took you on the other three, mm-hmm. uh, but what a, what a, a series of unfortunate events for everybody. I, I Dylan D- Dylan walked out of there with what up sixty bucks. Yeah, and I was, the rest of us were out twenty. I was up sixty dollars on the squares. I hit on the T Higgins touchdown prop. I hit on the Bengals four and a half, and I also hit. Oh, I gotta look at. I had some. Oh, it was the team. It was the team sacks that uh, Jake t- Jake put us on. But I also yeah. I took the total sacks in the game, and then I also took the uh, Rams three sacks, and then the Bengals two and a half sacks, and both those hit. It was like I bet all those straight up, just a little bit of money on all of them, made sure they all came out positive odds. I think I I walked out sixty bucks on the squares, and I walked out on DraftKings up like ninety seven bucks, which I only put in like thirty. Oh, so yeah. it's it, it's a small victory, but it is what it is. JB, JB, G winning money. Uh, I broke even on the night because the fucking squares squares got me, and then um, I hedged my bet and made a parlay with pretty pretty heavy on the Rams, and that kind of bailed me out. So I, I broke the, nothing special though. The only thing that I came out on, uh, I I got real ballsy and put more money in. Uh, right there with like two and a half minutes left or some shit. And I picked Cooper Cup to score that, that last Cup touchdown. And we did, yeah. That was the only thing. I, I mean, I only made 15 bucks. So, I mean, what a fucking – I should have put 100 fucking dollars on it. Maybe I would have broke even. I also hit on the coin toss. I forgot we did that. Heads was the yeah. That was a big win. And then we all fucking whiffed on the Gatorade on our – Yeah. Our How the fuck are we all going to miss that? I don't know. That so was nobody we got four chances at it, and we are fucking dead in the water. Kyle, you're back. Can you hear us? I'm not back. Am I back? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. You're good. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Is that a <laughs> is that a little tykes headset? No. Uh... Oh, it's an actual okay. For, from with the quality of the camera, it kind of looks like one of those like uh like cheap little toy headsets to give like a little six-year-old, like, oh look at me, I'm a streamer, like fucking uh I can't think of any streamers like Ninja or like PewDiePie. Look at me. 
Oh, I think, shit. I think he's gone again. Did we lose him again? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is absolutely wild. This show is already off the, way, the rails. Boys, I'm just going to go ahead and get into the ugly truth of that Super Bowl. Um, the referees didn't call shit the first 55 minutes of that game. You know that, right? They, they, they That T. Higgins touchdown where he did the face mask on Ramsey, and I still say if Ramsey doesn't fucking fly 20 feet, he probably gets the call because it would just look yeah. weird that he just fell down out of nowhere. But because he flew, I think maybe the referee thought he was hamming it up a little bit, and they were letting him play all fucking night. And then that last Rams drive where they went – when they scored the go-ahead touchdown, it was ticky-tack calls. Nobody's going to I – was, I was pissed drunk when I saw that, and I was instantly able to analyze <laughs> that that was a, a bullshit call. If the referees are calling a game – a certain way for three three and three quarters quarters and then they instantly play it a different direction that obviously gives the offensive team an advantage because those defenders are already playing to a certain style that hey this has been working for you know three three and a half quarters i know i know that's bullshit and it's kind of a risky thing to do but when the referees are letting them fucking play don't you let them fucking play like that that wilson that had yeah. the hand on cup like i guess you could call that as holding but he didn't fucking impede his process at all yeah they were running full speed. That's why I have an issue with if holding impedes a process or, or the receiver moving or somebody moving, I totally get that call. But if we're hand fighting and I got my hand on you and you're still running fucking full speed and I'm keeping up with you, I don't see how that is holding. But I agree. The rule book says it's holding, but the way they called the rest of that game, you can't fucking decide the game on that call. Right. No, like, like, like I said earlier, like just – until until the rules are fixed and the refs are fixed, every big game is going to be the exact same. You're, you're always going to have, oh, well, this happened, so these people should have won, or this happened, so these people should have won. Like, it, it happens in every Super Bowl. It happens in every college playoff. It happens in every World Series. There's no way around it. And, right. and whoever's on the shit end of it is – I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to be bitching. Right. Just be consistent is all I ask. You're going to be the worst ref on the planet, but be consistent. Why, be consistent. why, isn't, why isn't everything reviewed in the booth? Everything. Yeah. Like, we, it's, it's 2022. We have the technology to do it without impeding the game. Right. If, st- I- if something's fucked up, call it. Call it down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to come from the field figure it out yeah i think it's kind of like they instituted that review rule after uh the saints and rams game and then i i just think calls like that per se should have the ability to be looked at call we got see the the issue with it all is because i'm not gonna really talk about the calls because they've been talked to death at this point um but I mean, it's a Ram. It's another Rams playoff game where they got a call that won them the game. That's just you know their mo the last five years. I mean, you can make a jerk off motion all you want, but that happened five years ago to the Saints, and it happened again this year. So um, that should be expected going forward. They're an LA team. They're going to get LA calls. Um, Love it. And then the, also, they are the new Patriots. Also, well, the Patriots have to be the the Patriots again for them to get those calls. Listen, we haven't had any calls called on us in fucking about four years. Does everybody saying Patriots get all the calls? Horse fucking shit. I'm telling you, we don't get shit from the refs anymore. Kraft ain't paying them. 
<laughs> okay, my other point is there isn't a uh, I'm gonna pull out a new girl reference here. There isn't a fancy fix for this. Oh, there's only Nick, there's only Nick fixes. It's gonna be knick-knack shit the past the next the next five, six years. It's just oh, you want a fancy fix? Then you go ahead and do a fancy fix, but you can't do the fancy fix because the only person that can do a fancy fix is Roger Goodell. And yeah. he still has to get his permission from his daddies that own, that own the teams. So I haven't said Nick, it in a couple of weeks, but fuck Roger Goodell. That's fair. Nick Miller, what a fucking legend. Who? He's no he's no Arthur Morgan, but he's pretty great. Dylan, you, you gotta watch the new girl, bud. Oh, is that one of your fucking little goddamn TV shows on Netflix? Yeah, it's great. I will put it on my notepad. Boys, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? Eh. Maybe. I say he's, border, he's borderline. I think he's very borderline. I hate what he does with the rest of his time. I hate to agree yeah. with Richard Sherman on anything, but he's right. He, he's not he's he's right. Definitely <clears throat> not wrong at all with his um, take on it. It's awesome. It is so cool that Matt Stafford goes from 12 years of absolute shit down his throat to Super Bowl champion in one season. Uh, he got gifted an incredible situation and made the most of it and props to him. I'm happy with him. He could retire now. Like, he could. you just be like, okay, I'm never going to fucking top this. I'm gonna oh, yeah. If I was him, I'd mail it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, uh, if I was him, I would keep on collecting $30 million paychecks. That's, <laughs> that's what I would that's do. That's accurate. Yeah, they're uh, going to pay him out for quite a while. So. But I don't think he's there yet. Uh, I know that he's had, you know, 4,000 se- yard season after 4,000 yard season. After f- but it has until this season, it hasn't resulted to anything. The only reason that Patrick Mahomes is regarded as one of the top quarterbacks still is because he's been to what two Super Bowls and won an MVP. Uh, he, yeah. He's he's put it together on the field. Now he's been in better situation, obviously, but no matter who your teammates are, you still have to rise above that bullshit and uh, get a result on the, on the field, which he, he couldn't, he can't, he's not a guy that can do it by himself. He can win games in the last two minutes, but he's not a guy like, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers, but he's not even in that uh, tier anymore. You can't put a, you can't put a team on his back to get past a, a non-scoring team. So um, it's a very short leash and funny enough, Tom Brady's still on it. Fucking Tom Brady. He retires and he still fucking makes it. Yeah, he's still at the top of the list. And you you can't argue with it because you watched that playoff game too. (laughs) This close, boys. This close to having a new 28 to 3 when them them coming back down 25. It would have been would have been hilarious. Um but yeah, and speaking of Tom Brady, I watched I saw a meme that's absolutely fucking wild that Tom Brady's whole career fell in between both the Rams Super Bowl wins. Yep. It's an absolutely fucking wild thing. Boys, that's just about all the Super Bowl analysis I have. JB, you got anything you want to add to the the game? What would you think? Or did we already ask you? Uh, I don't know. I think we kind of skipped over. I mean, I thought it was a good game. Um, I'm happy for Stafford. Uh, He gets a lot of shit that I don't think he deserves. Um, But – yeah, I kind of call it the end of the game with shit. You can't, you can't end the game, especially the fucking Super Bowl, on a call like that. I don't think. 
Um, as far as Stafford being a Hall of Famer, I lean towards yes on that front, just because I'm I'm a guy that thinks it's based on how good of a player you are, not how many fucking rings you have. And right. if he were anywhere outside of Detroit, he would have had more than one ring now. And I I mean his numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, he's a Kyle, are you raising your hand there. Oh. <laughs> I I agree with you, JB. My only counterpoint is that he's only been to the playoffs three years. And yeah, I no, know that fair. he was in Detroit, but still, you couldn't get you couldn't squeeze out a nine and seven somewhat. You played in the north, dude. He played in the north. <laughs> yeah, but he played in the north with fucking Aaron Rodgers, Jay Cutler. Like it wasn't okay. it wasn't an easy north. <laughs> okay, listen. Die it wasn't a fucking easy here. north. That's we, all there is to we, say. It wasn't it, easy. It wasn't, it, it wasn't easy for him, but he he should have he I still think that him and Calvin underperformed a lot. Um so they you gotta make more than two playoff appearances, though. Like I agree that Calvin is a Hall of Famer, but the only thing for me that would push so him over the Calvin's edge. Calvin's a Hall of Famer, but Stafford's not. Calvin's yeah, a different position. The game isn't in his hands. The game isn't in a receiver's hands like it is a quarterback's hands. If you're going to make them the most valuable position, you have to hold them to a higher standard. Well, that's a fine and dandy. You threw 5,000 yards and fucking 28 touchdowns that year. It's a hell of a year. He that's did one what he year. Could. The defense didn't. didn't now, the, the defense can't stop anybody. You can't do anything about it. Now, the only thing that, for me, would push him over the top is the fact that Dan Marino is a Hall of Famer. So, that, that's the only thing that would do it for me. But Marino is still in a class above Stafford. Hey, but hey, yeah, you got any more of that dumbass? <laughs> Would you mind your business, Dan? <laughs> I just squeezed that in there. I mean, yeah, I think it's real – for me, it's a real kind of – Stafford has another – three, four, five years in the league, and he racks up a couple more playoff wins, I think it's obviously a lock. I'd have to look at his stats. I'm pretty sure he's got to be, like, in the the top 20 or top 15 for, like, all-time passing yards already. I was I was going to say, if he if he has one more 5,000-yard passing season, I think it's it's pretty pretty much a lock. Yeah. I, that, that, that's the only thing that kind of like we were talking about the playoff experience and things like that. And there, there was that one playoff game with Detroit. It was against the Cowboys, I believe. And there was that controversial fate. It was called face guarding call when yeah. uh, I think Brandon Pettigrew was their tight end at the time. And it would have been a first down and that would have them up for the game winning field goal. And the, the referees threw the flag seeing that we're talking about the refs. And then they kind of conferenced a little bit. Then they picked it up. It was that game. And then the week after that was the Des Kotick game. So that was kind of, payback on the Cowboys for that. But yeah, one more one more big season for Stafford. I'm I'll be on the uh the Hall of Fame train. I mean, you, you, I, I it's, he's a hell of a talent. He he's been an elite talent. He's just been hindered by Detroit. And every Detroit Lions fan that I have talked to is basically they're celebrating like they won the Super Bowl, which <laughs> they're never going to, so they have they, to yeah, they absolutely should. <laughs> They had, um, they they had Matthew did. Stafford and Eminem in the same Super Bowl. They have to fucking celebrate. Give them something. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. Just, just give them something to celebrate. Um, wait, hold on. I had one last negative thing to say about uh, Matthew Stafford. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> 
so he so you so you brought up the, the the loss to the Cowboys in the playoffs. So that makes them one of like twenty teams to lose in the playoffs to the Dallas Cowboys in the last twenty years. I'm sorry, Cal. I'm 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 100% sure that Kyle wakes up every day and what? he's just like how am I going to Is it not a valid point? One person off today. No, I I think about how I can piss a million people off today and then I don't do most of them. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up with an agenda every day. He's got a list. I did apologize. Like I I understand I it's going to make some Cowboys fans angry, but it's it's also true. It's it's not wrong. Listen, if we're going to alienate every single sports fandom and fan base via this podcast, we just buy as well start early. We've, we've hey, already, you know what? There, there's no Packers fan. fans. Go ahead and shit on me. I don't care. Oh, I know no, my yeah. team's trash. That doesn't <laughs> we, mean I can't have opinions about other teams. We lost Packers teams. We've won. Yeah, we really, but we've been piling on Aaron Rodgers. We've been giving him a fucking business. We gained a lot of Bears Yep. I mean, we really haven't shit on the Bears because, the, to be fair to Bears fans, they kind of shit on themselves. They know they're in a bad situation. They understand that, you know, a seven-win season is, like, their expectation and really their maximum. So it's kind of it's kind of just like house money. It's, it's like the inverse with me. I don't give a fuck if the Pats never win a Super Bowl ever again. I watched them win six in, like, the prime of my life. With the Bears fans, they haven't – unless you were born in 19 – you know – you were able to see the 1985 Super Bowl. You, you really – the only thing you have is Devin Hester kickoff, return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's fucking it. So – Shout out Devin Hester. 100% deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That's one we can all fucking agree on. Hester for – Absolutely. Absolutely. Zero question about that. Yeah. It was- there was actually, you know, this was something I wanted to really kind of get into. Not, we don't have to get into it a whole lot, but, like, there was some – Big snubs for the Hall of Fame this year. Demarcus, Demarcus Ware, are you kidding yeah, me? He's one out. of the best pass rushers of the last thirty years. You can't get in on the first try. So Come on, man! It, it, it is sad that, that Ware could not get in. Oh, come on, man! I hate that bullshit. You know what? Ware got mossed. <laughs> uh, okay, oh. I can get. I get down with that. Where did get mossed in the Hall of Fame? Okay, may I interest you guys in some Dilford dimes? I know, I know, CJ loves mm. good Dilford dime. Mm. How about some Dilford deuces? Because that's all he ever produced. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a Super Bowl champion, Trent Dilford, with the same amount of Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. You know what? Jimmy Garoppolo is the most winningest quarterback in the league right now. I don't want to hear it. Rings don't mean oh, shit. Gosh. Can't get rid of that motherfucker. Jimmy Week chin strikes again. He he's basically like your fucking like your ghost. He he's he's the bane of your existence, buddy. And I, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense. You just you have no reason not to like him. Fuck him. That's, that's his only reason. Is fuck him. Exactly. I don't need a fucking reason. <laughs> uh, boys, moving on from the Super Bowl here. One last thing. Do we, if the Bengals were to fix that offensive line that was getting Joe Burrow killed? I uh, here in a couple of weeks we're gonna do our all too early power rankings for the uh, for the NFL season. We'll probably do a top five power ranking team going in. I don't give a fuck what ESPN says. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I've got the Bengals over the Chiefs as if they fix the offensive line. So they make a move. I don't know which free agent offensive linemen are out there. The, the Chiefs issue is on their D line how they can't generate pressure. But how do you defeat 
a D line that can't generate pressure and they're just magically going to start, you know, get somebody there that's going to be able to generate, you know, the passers they need. You draft an offensive lineman to fucking stop them or you fucking sign one. Give me the fucking Bengals right now. Give me the Bengals or the Chiefs. I don't care. Give me them. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's nearly impossible to do this before the draft. It's it's kind yeah. of pointless because you don't know what the team's going to look like. So I don't like I don't like making that pick. Um, I still have to. I know that they just went to the Super Bowl. I watched the game, but it, it can be a fluke. You have to do it again. You have to be able to to show that consistency if you're going to be a perennial Chiefs uh, when, you know, when Tom Brady was there, Pats, you know, all those top teams. If you want to be every year in that top five of those power rankings, you have to show consistency. So right. if you look at if you look at Zach Taylor's overall coaching record, not great, Bob. So you got to show that you can win consistently or I can't put you in that top six of the top six ex- echelon of the teams. I would probably put them right at six right now with the team as is um, just because they were able to, to create so much magic. But I, with that, with that offensive line, it's tough to do that a, a second season. Right. Yeah. But the, the only thing I'm getting at is they beat the chiefs twice with that offensive line. They beat them once in the regular season and then once in the AFC title game. So the, the, to me, as the team sit right now, Patrick Mahomes in that offense should have beat that, that Bengals defense. That Bengals defense popped up out of fucking nowhere, which leans into your fluke theory. But I, I, don't, I don't give a shit. This, is, this isn't my fucking proverbial Chiefs hate talking right now. I think the Bengals are, are a better team than the Chiefs. I, I, just, think, I just think on paper they, they beat them twice. We have the proof to see it. I, I don't think it's a fluke if you beat somebody twice. So that's all twice, I'm getting. Tw- twice can be a fluke. Three times is definitely not. It's very hard twice, to beat a team. Twice in one times. season can twice in one season can very much be a fluke. That's why I still <clears> don't have them there. Uh, you you you've got to keep going. You, you like the reason reason people put Aaron Rodgers in the top echelon of quarterbacks is because you know he's got that track record of going to the playoffs every year, going to the playoffs. Um. Just you, I, I, for me, whenever I, when I'm looking at these teams, I'm looking at consistency, what you've done the past few years, how you've built this team up to this point, like uh, the Titans, like they've just kind of slowly acquired good fucking football players. They, they've got one, two superstars and that's, you know, Brown and Henry, the rest of it is just a collective effort. And that's why they're such a good football team. Did they get their shit pushed in by uh by the Bengals, yes. So it's not really helping my point, but I'm still not there with them yet. I'm just not there. All right, all right. Uh, uh, JB, what say you? I, I want to hear your shit on this. Are we we back on the wait, for one last time? Are we on the big JoJo train, or are you leaning the Chiefs as a better team? So I I think Kyle's hatred for Eli Apple is overshadowing everything currently. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't mention him once. Not one, not even when we were doing the Super Bowl wrap-up. He got beat three times for touchdowns. I didn't say a single word. No, you're I took that motherfucker to win MVP but no, for 50 I, I, cents. I did too. Would have been a great Cincinnati hit. Is, I think Cincinnati's top five going into next year, assuming that they improve their offensive line uh, even a little bit. They were last in the league this year. So the only place they can go is up. And even if they keep everything the same outside of a slight improvement on the offensive line, top five like and then 
going on. Then we oh, draft somebody. Shit, Jesus Christ. Shit, Jacob. Nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. So with that in mind, the Chicago Bears had a better offensive line than the Cincinnati Bengals did this year. So we're going to the Super Bowl. Book it. Just, Chicago Bears don't have Joe Burrow. Stop. Just, just stop. You know, hey, you, shut up, no team. You know, nor- normally, 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 I would hop on your uh, Bears rant, but you shit all over my uh, Bengals and Chiefs. So go fuck your mother. I'm over it. I mean, I'm not going to do that, but I'll I'll disregard the comment. <laughs> Moving on. That was our Super Bowl recap, <laughs> boys. NFL season's over. I'm not happy about it. Now we got to talk about other sports. And guess what sport are we going to talk about next? We, we're going to get to we're going to get to balling with JB and Kyle. They're going to provide some basketball talk for you. But before we do that, I got to switch personas. Hang on a minute. Hey. <clears throat> well, shoo, howdy, y'all. My name is Corn Fed Dylan, and I am here <laughs> to talk about the greatest American pastime of all time. And you already know what I'm talking about here. I'm rolling with my boy Trash Bandicoot here. He lives in a double wide. He bangs his cousin. He drinks moonshine and natty light. CJ and Beach present to you the left turn. That's right, boys. There ain't no right. We ain't doing right turns. There's only left turns this time, baby. And we're going Daytona. We're talking about the Daytona 500 today. And we're going to give you some real professional advice from two guys that always follow NASCAR. I mean, me me and Chris are the biggest NASCAR <laughs> fans you've ever seen in your fucking life. I've got a Dale Earnhardt sticker on my fucking truck. I fucking dip nothing but Copenhagen straight. CJ's got a rebel flag in the background. Feel free to fucking cancel him. He really doesn't. Uh, but for the sake of the video, for the sake of the video, he's in a double wide, so you just have to assume that there's going to be a flag there. CJ, who are your best bets for a top five or just an outright winner for the Daytona 500? Ooh, doggy. Like you said, lifetime NASCAR fans. I, I actually shut football off to watch NASCAR. Yep. Um, so I did a little bit of research because I'm a little uh, unschooled on this, but uh, I, I think my best bet is going to be Chase Elliott. Uh, he's plus 100 to win. He's coming off a solid season. He had two wins. He had 15 top fives, uh, which is, I mean, as far as, you know, cut points, I think he finished fourth. Um, Somebody that I'm fading that uh, a lot of people are going to be real high on, Kyle Larson. He won the – he won – I almost said FedEx. I'm talking about golf. Uh, he won the cup last year. Uh, he, but the problem is his best finish at Daytona is sixth. Uh, he's averaging in 15 starts, he's averaging 21. So not a great track record there. Uh, I, I do have a dark horse pick, but I will let you take it away here for a little bit beach. Yeah. So as we said, in our uh, opening monologue for a segment, we are lifetime NASCAR fans. There's, we eat, drink, sleep, piss, and fuck with motorsports, particularly NASCAR. So I, I understand you shitting on Kyle Larson here, but let me give you some stats here. Kyle Larson has finished in the top three of his last – or the, the finished in the top three in four of his last five NASCAR Cup Series races. Uh, I think the lock here is Kyle Larson to uh, finish in the top ten. 
which I have the odds pulled up here right now. It's plus 112 for him to finish in the top 10. I feel like that's that's a big bet. Kyle Larson's been coming on strong. Uh, you could also maybe lean to uh, Denny Hamlin. He's been the winner of two of his last three appearances at Daytona 500. He's Mr. Daytona for, I mean, I don't know. I'm re- I'm re- literally on Reddit right now. And somebody said he's Mr. Daytona, and I'm here with him. <laughs> I, I, we have no fucking clue. We eat, sleep, and piss NASCAR, but we don't know a fucking thing about it. So give me give me as a straight up winner give me fucking kyle larson maybe maybe this is his year uh you like i said we don't know shit but we love this sport give me kyle larson uh <laughs> and give me uh give me another for a top three finish right now a uh, top three it's plus 300 for mr daytona and denny hamlin give me that give me larson's the outright winner give me him also in the odds finish top 10 and then give me uh hamlin in the top three I actually really like that Denny Hamlin pick, even even if you take him uh, just top, top ten or top five. Uh, he's I think the last time I I actually watched a Daytona 500, I think he won it, which I mean it's been a minute, but whatever. Uh, somebody that I kind of want you to watch, uh, William Byron. Uh, his yep. best finish his best finish of the 500 was only 21st, but he's won on this track. Uh, one of his two career wins was at the track. It was just the Coke Zero 400 in 2020 instead of the Daytona 500. Uh, he comes in at, what, plus 1,400 to win. Yep. Uh, so that's that's super good odds there. Uh, if you want to take a guy that's actually won here, just doesn't happen to be the Daytona. His, uh, uh, his agent said that he had – He's simulated this track like 180 times on in esports or some shit, which I, I, I know is not the same as driving an actual car on a track, but I think it does give you a little bit of perspective there. I mean, he's he's not a stranger to the track. It's really good value, um, even if you can take him to get in, you know, top five, top three, something like that. You know, seeing as avid NASCAR fans that we are, we should have been paying attention to the qualifying races that are happening. Um, yeah. I would have, yeah, it's a little bit too much work for me. Uh, give me Christopher <laughs> Bell to finish in the top 10 too. I don't know. I just saw he was plus 3000 to win outright, throw 50 cents on Christopher Bell. And then best bet, he's going to finish in the top 10. Uh, bang, if, bang. You, if you download the Fox bet app, there's a, like a free game you can play where you can like pick the top finishing drivers. It's electric. I won like $600 one year on Coca-Cola 500. Uh, I do do something for it. So this will be the only NASCAR race that I legitimately watch. And I barely even watch it. I do a thing called nap car. CJ, have you ever heard of nap car? I feel like I got a pretty good idea of what it is, but no. So what you do is it's Sunday. You're kind of hungover. You flip on the race. You stick around for the national anthem. You stick around to hear that fucking dickhead go boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing boys. And then you fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you wake up and you're in the final two laps and then you it's it's great it's the it's it's a fantastic sport i do nap car is probably my second favorite event outside of the super bowl just take a nap that's fair wake that's up, fair i, I actually race. really like that yeah. that's a sport i can get on board with absolutely <clears throat> except if i'm if i've been drinking i'm i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna have a headache so i think we should just like fast forward through it or something we just DVR it, and then when you're able to get through the headache, you just fast forward the whole race till the end. That that could be, that be like 
the, the DVR 500 that that could be that could be very lucrative. <laughs> so that was the left turn with the howdy y'all boys. We're moving right into it. I gotta get go get me a beer because I am awfully thirsty. Presenting to you boys for the first time ever, balling with JB and Kyle providing some NBA analysis, some takes. <clears throat> Kyle, start us off and just let her rip because I don't know shit about basketball. Enlighten me. Well, here we go. Uh, so this week we're just going to, uh, JB, we're just going to um, talk about I wanted to do the tr- the three, what I saw as the three big trades, which were the Harden trades, the Halliburton trade, and the um, uh, Przingis trade. Um, I wanted to kind of go over those. And then um, uh, I gave you the Lakers, and I took the Knicks. And we were going to talk about why they're so horrible. So that should be fun. Um, but <laughs> let's start. Let's do the Harden trade last. Um I let's go ahead and go with the Porzingis trade Um, or actually, no, let's do the Halliburton trade first. So the Pacers traded DeMontis Sabonis, who's probably like what top seven big man in the league. Oh yeah. I would say so. So, DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a projected 2023 second round pick to the Kings for uh, Tyrese Halliburton, second year uh, point guard. Um, Buddy Heald and Tristan Thompson, who has since been waived and has signed with the Bulls. Um, <clears throat> so for me, and this may be a hot take, it may not be. I think the Pacers absolutely destroyed it on this trade. Um, and reason being, um, yeah, they had to get rid of DeMontis Sabonis, but they still have Miles Turner. They're fine uh, in terms of big men. And then they got what is probably going to be a top five to top seven uh, point guard within the next two years. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton does everything right. He, he can shoot. He's a great playmaker. He's one of the best passers in the league. Um, he can, he, he can cook. He can cross you up. He can do everything. And, and he's, he's 21 and he's 21 and he's already, <laughs> he, before he even got to the league, he, he played professional basketball, just like Luca did. I think he, I think they that the um, Kings absolutely sent the wrong point guard. I think they should have offloaded De'Aaron Fox because he hasn't gotten better for like three years. Um, it's kind of like the Ben Simmons uh, thing where he they, they just stopped trying to get better and just plateaued and just were perfectly okay with staying there and taking these max contracts because all the NBA does is give those out like they're candy. Um, I think so for me, I think the Pacers win this trade big time because you get to pair Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton with, um, oh my God, Malcolm Brogdon. Couldn't think of his name for a second. Um, that is defensively, that's a scary backcourt. I don't really think it, um, shows on court this season to the point where they're anything to worry about, uh, playoffs wise, but for the future, I thought that this was a huge trade for the Pacers. Yeah, I think all around, I think it was a good trade. I think it was, I think it was decent for both sides. Like Sabonis is a nice piece to get back. Um, I'm with you though. I would have sent Fox if I were them instead. If you could have made the same exact deal, except with Fox in it, I would have sent him just for the money. Like Fox is a good player, but a little bit older, whole lot more money. Um, but 
Halliburton, have you looked at his numbers for what he's doing so far in Indiana? He's been. I haven't. I haven't been able to see see his numbers so far since the trade. Since he's been there, he's averaging I think like twenty one points, eleven assists a game, like a cup, like two and a half steals. He's been killing it. Yeah, dude. He yeah seems like a good fit. Hopefully, he keeps it up. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, so um, so moving on. the Dallas Mavericks traded center power forward Kristaps Porzingis and a second round pick to the Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie, who I have thoughts on, and forward Davis Bertrands. First, what I want to talk about is just so Kristaps Porzingis is in year three of a five year, $158 million deal. And they're like, no. He's done. Get him out of here. His value has dropped so low that they were only able to get a mid-level point guard, which is still an upgrade to their bench point guard. But and I really like Spencer Dinwiddie, actually, um, and Davis Bertans. As much as I like Spencer Dinwiddie, the value that Christoph Porzingis should have has just plummeted it's 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 it's, it's incredible in place now <laughs> it's no longer like in the basement or like a crawl space it's in the sunken place now it's it's gone you're not getting that back um and it's just crazy because you know it turns out that those fans in new york that booed when he was drafted were fucking right <laughs> it's wild how much his stock has dropped because i was looking at his numbers earlier like they're almost they're literally identical almost as they've been. This is actually one of his better seasons statistically, but he's just like, like you were talking about Fox just being stagnant. I'd throw him in that Greek. He's just been extremely stagnant his whole career. Like, yeah, that, that he's also, he's also just such a liability on defense. And when you have a guy who's seven foot one, who can't play defense, you got to get him off your fucking team. Yeah. If you have a if you have a six foot one point guard that doesn't play defense, you can win a championship. But if you've got a big man who just refuses to get better at defense and refuses to play physical, he, he just hangs out at the three point line. He doesn't post up. Get him off the team. That's not what Luca needs. He needs a guy that can bang bodies down in the paint and get him rebounds. And so I I thought it was a brilliant trade for uh, Dallas because they get off of that huge contract. Spencer Dinwiddie, before he, uh, I think he ruptured his ace, his uh, Achilles uh, two years ago, he was on the uptick as one of the up-and-coming guards, and then he ruptured his Achilles, and he's still a really good guard. He gives you gritty defense. He's going to give you minutes. He can shoot. He can pass. He's great. I think, I think it was a really good trade for them because they get off of that money. Now they can spend it in free agency next year, and uh, they get an upgrade at backup point guard. No, I completely agree with you. I didn't have a whole lot of thoughts on that trade, but I agree with you on that. I think I think Porzingis is just stagnant. He's not worth the fucking contract. He's not not a good fit. His health no. is a liability as well. Yep. Like, yeah. It's one of the reasons that he was so easy to get for Dallas was the fact that his health was so bad. Yeah. Um, okay. So the only reason I wanted to bring that trade up was just to kind of talk about how far he's fallen from since he was uh, – that's Starlet in New York. Right. Uh, speaking of New York, we moved to Brooklyn. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers agreed to a 
deal for James Harden and Paul Millsap to go to Philly for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andrew Drummond, and two first-round draft picks. Um, wow. It, it happened. I couldn't believe. In today's day and age, you can just go to a professional sports league, not like your situation, and just sit on the bench and, hmm, and pout until they trade you. What is this? I'm all about that's player today's empowerment and like Kyle. defining the direction of your career, but to just be like, yeah, I don't want to play with you guys anymore. You're mean and sit on the bench and get fined $30 million, which is close to what Ben Simmons got fined throughout the entire season. Cause he missed so many games. They just find every time a game check came up, they just find him that amount. Um, it, it's unreal. And then, you know, James Harden has quit on his team now twice. He quit on Houston because he wanted to be gone. And then for the last 15 days of his next career, he's just like, no, I'm done. I'm out. And then you saw the pettiness in the all-star draft whenever Katie wouldn't draft him. <laughs> he- like, it's, it's just, you, you burn these bridges. You can only burn so many bridges in a league before you don't have a team to play for anymore. Right? Yeah. I've never been a James Harden fan, but he's just a fucking cancer, I think. Like, just I everywhere he, he goes, it's going to be the same. He is, he is like, I don't know how to describe him. Like, I don't know. He is what people thought Kobe was. Like, mentality-wise, what like how toxic everybody, like, right after the uh, lawsuit happened, everybody started being like, oh, everybody started turning on Kobe saying how toxic he was, how terrible of a teammate he was, how bad, how much of a bad leader he was. It was all untrue. But all of those things are actually true about James Harden, who's regarded <laughs> as like a top five player. No, he's not even in my top ten anymore. You put on two teams in two years, you can't have that distinction anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I guess I'm happy for Ben Simmons. I still think he's ass. Uh, I don't think he's that good of a player. Um, he hasn't improved for four years he's been the same 16 10 and 8 guy for four years and people want me to just be on board that he's an all-star no he's not like two years ago when he went over Zach Levine he was not an all-star over Zach Levine and I'm not sorry to say it um Ben Simmons what are your thoughts on the trade overall I mean I'm glad it's over with so we don't have to deal with it anymore (laughs) it it was just this it was just this stupid freaking cloud hanging over the the head of the the NBA season and now that it's over, you can kind of just focus on all the highlights and all the awesome things that are going on in the league, which we're going to touch base on next week. Um, but I think that it's very clear that the Nets won this trade. Um, I think Ben Simmons, they could have just not sent Ben Simmons and still won this trade. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, ben Simmons is a non-factor in this trade for me because he's nowhere near basketball shape. But getting a guy like Seth Curry and a big guy like Andre in, in there to kind of spell guys like KD, who's been hurt, and all these other guys that have been injured um, is really big for them. On top of two first-rounders, two first Drummond round just picks. last night yeah. had 19 rebounds. <laughs> like, yeah. Seth, I, I think Seth had, like, 25 points. Like, yeah, those Duke are two solid pieces. It's in his jeans. <laughs> but, yeah, that's when that trade by far. But I think it's kind of irrelevant because I don't think either of them are actually going to – make any noise in the east no. like at the end of the day yeah 
Um, okay, so that's kind of like the big trades that happen. So really quick, what we're going to do is we're going to do our, uh, I guess, teardown of uh, cornerstone teams in the NBA today. Um, so I, I got the Knicks. I'll go first because it's real. Mine's really short because the reason that they're bad is really apparent. Um, it happens every single time Tom, Tom Thibodeau takes a job. He takes a job halfway through net last season. They go on that run. They get the four seed. They're in the playoffs for the first time in like five years. And nothing. Just nothing happens because it's the Knicks in the playoffs. They, they choked in the playoffs. And then everybody goes into this next season expecting, oh, they're going to push for the number one seed. They're going to be this championship contender. And Tom Thibodeau just grinds his players' bones into dust until they are gone. And I just don't understand how he continues to get jobs because he it, it's a track record. It's, it's documented that the reason his teams go from here, because you bring in a guy that brings in that culture of hard work and intensity, your performance is going to boost to a certain point, but then it's going to plateau. And then it's going to sink really hard because your players are just exhausted. Everybody's shitting on Julius Randle. And Julius Randle has not handled things well. He's acted like an asshole all season, on the court, off the court, to the media, to the team. Um, but at the same time, it's not his fault that his, his coach is making him run suicides every day at practice. This is the NBA, not the YMCA where you have this alcoholic hard ass that's just going to push these kids just because he can, I don't know that that's not what the NBA is. Tom Thibodeau needs to see himself out or just be a defensive assistant because every single time he's the head coach, this happens. And he shortens the, he shortens the, the, the playing careers of, of his players. The, the fact that Derek Rose has had this resurgence and can't get away from the motherfucker at all to save his life. He gets traded every time he gets traded. He goes to a team that Tom Thibodeau's in charge of every single time. Yeah, coaching like that in the NBA is just fucking absurd. Like, it's coach your high school team like that, sure. But in the NBA, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, those guys are grown-ass men. Like, and it's one thing to be a hard-nosed coach, but, like, my I hate to be a homer, but Miami, they're a very hard-nosed team. But Spolstra is a player's fucking coach. Like, yeah, it's all about culture. To, he knows when to lay off the fucking gas and, like – like, you can Listen, be a hard-nosed coach and not grind them into fucking dust. NBA players, for the most part, they're just big pussies. They, they, they like to be babied. They like to Exactly, be and you got to know how to fucking handle them. It, it, you know, 30 other teams can do it. Why can't he? Like, what? <laughs> can you tell me what the difference between uh, Tom Thibodeau and Jim Boylan is? No. There isn't <laughs> one. The only difference is the, is the fact that uh, Tom's had a little more success, but it's always been short-lived. But for me, in a nutshell, that's why they've been bad this year. Um, they did what they could in free agency to add add guys to help their squad, but I think Thibodeau is the uh, common denominator here, and if they get rid of him, I think they could be good next year, but if they don't do that, it's just going to be the same circus that we've seen this year. Um, yeah. So. Um, as far as the Lakers go – um, it really comes down to a few things for me. Just fucking terrible decisions all around. Like, their their team is just old as fuck. Like, why did they feel the need to go out and sign all of these 37-year-old players? Uh, and, that, and then they let Caruso go. 
and they signed that Horton Tucker guy to this almost the same fucking contract that Caruso got. Like, that's just ridiculous. Caruso was the glue that held that team together, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you'd like that. I'm um, a Bulls fan. Thank you. And then, and then Westbrook, that, that whole decision was a mistake. Like, he's one of the highest paid players in the league. He's For what, no 30, good reason. Yes, he's 33, 34 years old now. And, like, he's just a terrible fit for that team. It gave them no flexibility. They had to just fill in with some some league minimum type guys. Like, just so, a terrible decision. So, that that's the root of it, I would say, is the Westbrook deal. And also, I think the biggest, like, most telling thing about this team was <laughs> when – with a straight face, Russ said to the media that he thought that the reason he, you know, he's having back tightness and his, his legs are getting tight is because he got benched. How about being in better shape then? If sitting on right. the bench for four minutes is going to tighten you up to a point that you can't perform as a professional right. athlete, maybe it's time to hang him up. Here's Don't an idea. Don't on being the benched. bench. Sit on the stationary bike that they have two feet down from you. Like, when you're taking jump shots that go off of the fucking shot clock, you don't need to be on the fucking court. <laughs> yeah. But that's all that's all I got on the Lakers. I think Russ is the fucking root of that shit. And the the decision to not re-sign Caruso was just fucking ridiculous. And lowball him. They lowballed him. That's why he left. Yeah. Like they offered him like two years, 10 million, and he's like, um, well, no. First of first off. Second off, fuck you. <laughs> And then they signed this other guy who Caruso is the head of in every single category, getting paid the same. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm all in. So it, yeah, I think it's I'm funny. Sure. I feel a little bad for LeBron with this being one of his probably one of his last years. He's probably got maybe two more years in him. Um, you know, he just, you know, he told them to get the wrong players. Russ was a bad choice. I'm not going to sit here and say that AD was a bad choice because they did win a title, but dude's gotten super soft ever since that ring. So he put his loyalty to his friends above winning, essentially. Yeah. Which I don't don't hate them signing Mello, but that's a whole nother. We can get into that some other time, but yeah. Um, They they made some good moves, but they, they made way too many bad moves for them to even keep their head above water. I'll be really surprised if they make the play in tournament. Um, but we can kind of get more into that next week. So we're going to go ahead and turn it back over to Beach. Boys, that was great. I was enthralled through all of it. Me and CJ. I can hear your snoring from here. No, 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 no. I was, I, I, I was in it. That, that was good shit. Yeah, we're doing this every week. That, 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 was, yeah. your, that was your guys' demo tape, and you fucking killed it. Me and CJ slammed a beer while we were doing it. We were messing back and forth. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, this was. That was good. Fuck yeah, boys. Good shit. Hey, JB. JB, um, since they're doing uh, yeehaw racing, me and you should do Formula One racing. <laughs> hey, I'm on board with that. The superior yes. form of racing. Oh, you should. Hey, now, 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 hang on now, partner. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Hang on. Superior, yeah, superior is too ass. big of a word for NASCAR fans. <laughs> it's, um, it's a better. It's bougie. It's bougie racing. That's what it is. That's a better description. We do not think all NASCAR fans are hillbillies. Never. 
I didn't say that. Not one goddamn time did we say that. Never. Don't I you might be... have implied it. I might but, have inferred it, but I no, didn't no. say it. Hey, listen here, numbnuts. Don't you be putting words in my mouth. I'll tell you that right now. We, we, we ain't doing that. Just how big a boy are you? you you're just about the perfect ass whooping size. Let me, I'm about let me, 350. Let, let, me, let me get in my, my Shetty Silverado and come over there and whoop that ass. Uh-huh. I'll take you down to Chantucky and nobody ever finds you, bud. By God, I leave a pop Good. knot on your head so big you got to buy another movie ticket when you go to the theater. I tell you that right goddamn now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't you be shitting on my yeehaw. Don't you be shitting. You got your little fancy Zoom Zoom cars and Mario Andretti. They have fucking Dale. Raise hail. It's Mario. Raise hail. Praise Dale. Just a taste of some of the content coming your way on here. Uh, balling with- so we apologize ahead of time. Yeah, it's we- going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. We are, we're just going to, it's going to be a long off season. We we're. I hope, I hope we're not, I don't think we're all one trick ponies. I think we're multifaceted. We're just going to throw everything at the wall and hope it fucking sticks. Speaking at the wall next week, we are talking about European league darts. So if you haven't unsubscribed yet, fucking just stick around. We're going to talk about dart content. Or, or maybe you're about to get into European dart league because it's fucking electric. I if you're listening to this, if you do one thing out of this show, go to YouTube and type in top ten dart highlights and listen to the fucking announcer when these fuckers hit three triple twenties in a row, and the fucking announcer says 180, but he says it like this: 190, and then you see the people in the fucking stands with the boomsticks just clacking, and they're they're all pissed drunk on Guinness. Everything over there is sponsored by fucking Guinness. They're jumping up and down. It is fucking, it's one of the wonders of the world. It is a sight to behold. Drunk dart fans rival the drunk golf fans at that was at the 16th hole mm, at uh, waste yeah. management. Which yeah. let's, let's, talk, let's hit that real quick. That was, yeah, that was fucking crazy. That when old boy hit a fucking ace and they were throwing all the fucking beers on the field or on Didn't the we have yeah, two yeah. aces? Didn't we have two aces on that hole? No, not there's only one. But there was two aces overall, right? <laughs> yeah. So the one on the one on the 16th, they what they showered. I mean, everybody just chucking their fucking beer cans, just chilling them, yeah, onto the green, onto the onto the fringe, <laughs> onto the fairway. It, it looked like the Ryder crazy. Cup, dude. It was it was great. I and the PGA was like, oh, you know, like we don't condone. You know, Fuck people off. chucking their beers, and then yeah. but all the golfers came out and said, "We fucking love that shit because they're all like, good old boys." Yeah, yeah let's make this, let's make this <laughs> the most electrical in all of golf all the time. It's like, not even that's close. How it should be. Like it's not oh, even close. No, that's no, the no, most. No. I I feel like. Well, this tournament uh, kicks off my favorite run in. The, of the season, the, the my favorite like six week run in, of the season anyway. So I love I'm it. But um, I don't. I feel like it's the most look looked uh, forward to hole in the on the entire tour. Oh yeah, and I mean it's not it's not just the electricity of it. I mean, think about uh, like the year the year Kobe died, right? So you had um, ample amounts of guys come out there. Uh, you, you walk through a tunnel before you get to the tee box. So all these guys, they change into a Kobe jersey right before they go to tee off. 
and the the cloud the crowd just lights up. You know, everybody. It, it's it's just a whole different. Like people think of golf as just this boring, shitty sport, you know, uh, or some rich guy sport. When in reality, it's just a bunch of degenerates that love to bet on shit and love sports, and they like to get rowdy, and they get kicked out of tournaments for calling Bryson Brooksy because he's a dirty Brooksy. old bitch. He's a dirty old bitch, and nobody <laughs> likes him. So I, I think something like this gets people back into golf, I, outside of you know Tiger showing up at a, at a fucking Masters. Yeah, it just, to me, it advances the sport. Like, I saw some old-timers saying, oh, this is a fucking disgrace to my fucking beloved game. Fucking fuck you, you old fucking dinosaur. Nobody got hurt. Like, if somebody got fucking hit with a fucking can, they fucking got a concussion, were leaking. All right, yeah, whatever, we probably don't need that, you know. But for fuck's sakes, it's a great time. It, it, make, it makes it look exciting. Like, I used to shit on golf all the time. I used to call it the fucking old man sport and fucking, oh, anybody can play fuck golf. And I played golf one time and shot like a 165 my first time going out. And I was like, <laughs> this shit is hard. And it got me hooked. And now I'm fucking all in on golf. People, so, I feel, I feel like people who shit on golf, it's only people who have never gone golf thing, or it's people who have gone golfing, but don't have a group of friends to fucking do it with. You have a group, <laughs> you have a group. It's the it's like the one thing as a dude you look forward to every single week is getting together with the boys, shooting some really bad golf and drinking some beers. Yep. Maybe taking some vitamins. I don't know. Jacob Jacob does not golf. Right? Right, Jacob? Nope. Caddy of the year though. But this motherfucker will ride in a golf cart with you all goddamn day. Because all <laughs> hey, we're Jay, doing is just we're we're slamming beers, right? Everything is great. Absolutely. Fucking slamming beers, driving a goddamn golf cart around the course. Fucking you get to hang out. And you get to hang out like outside, out in the open. It's a fucking. It, it can even if you like. I went golfing. I was having a real bad day one day. I said, like, you know what? I'm gonna go play nine somewhere. I get off work. I go play nine. It was the most therapeutic shit I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Just me on the course, jamming out to some tunes by my. I was the only person on the course. It was great. It was. Nothing it was better. great. Yeah. There, it's for, for my mental health. <laughs> yeah, for for someone who's who's not good at golf or you haven't golfed a lot, I would I I just suggest getting a shitty old pair of clubs. It, it doesn't matter what they are. Get a shitty old set of clubs. Go to fucking Knights Action Park. Get you two five dollar buckets of balls, and just sit out there and whack them until you figure it out a little bit, and then just try it. Go out with your boys and have a good time. It'll change your life. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Boys, last week we did the NFL all-time prison team offense. This year we're going to do defense. We're going to make it kind of speedy. We're going to get through it to our free talk segment here. We are uh, we're eating up the time here, but none of us are really on a snap count or time restriction. But okay. NFL all-time prison defense, everybody's going to pick a player, start off. That's going to be it. I don't really have a format here. I, I put in the thing like two DBs, two linebackers, two defense tackles. Fuck that. Everybody just pick a player. We'll throw them on the defense. They can play multiple positions. Mine's going to be Ray fucking Lewis. And I understand that he never got fucking – never went to court. It fucking, you know, ne- never materialized or anything like that. But come on. 
the if you read the reports and the things and like some of the uh i don't want to say declassified but like declassified released information to the public and how like a lot of people were settling for undisclosed amounts of money and things like that and the eyewitness testimony and shit like that ray lewis probably killed that motherfucker he i'm slotting him in just just on principle alone i would i would slot him in on my linebacker spot just on principle alone Um, the only thing with that, I will say, I don't necessarily like he did something wrong. I don't know what it is. Yep. At the very least conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a very bottom of the bucket thing for the sake of the thing, seeing that now, as I sit here and talk about it, I really don't fucking have an issue with Ray Lewis. Besides, I do think he did something fucked up, especially with at the very minimum, the conspiracy to commit murder. Um, Another player that I guess you could put just on the fringe there would be Lawrence Taylor because he paid a 16-year-old to have sex with him. There's no fringe, bud. He's there. He's the <laughs> captain. He's the, he's the captain? Oh, he, he's the vice captain. I, the I, moon. I've, got the captain. I've got the captain. So because there's more, that, I guess, him and Ray Lewis to me are just about the same as far as, like, guilt and admissibility. But I guess I'll, I guess I'll switch. We're only doing one player here. Lawrence hey, Taylor, you're a piece of shit. You're on my team. Lawrence, you got to start a job. You're the most prolific fucking uh, defensive end D lineman I've ever seen in my life outside of Aaron Donald. Um, you're on the team. Okay. Um, I, I can go. Mine's real quick. Uh, captain of the team, team leader, leader in uh, interceptions and rapes, Mr. Darren Sharper. What a piece of shit. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a given. But give us the give us a rundown of old Darren's fucking flaws here. Do we really Oof. need to? He, he's a convicted <laughs> rapist on multiple counts. That's for, all for you those, need to know about for the guy. Those people, for those people who don't know, you know, just put it in the Google <laughs> machine. We're getting kicked off Spotify. Just put just put, put it in the Google machine. It's bad. It's not good. Um, he was. Yes, he is one of the greatest interception specialist i've ever seen play however wow he's up he who's worse him or kellen winslow i was gonna say kellen winslow but it's pretty goddamn close it's darren sharper in a landslide yeah i think it's darren hey 14 did he even deny it darren probably yeah probably did he go to he, he pleaded guilty right away I'm pretty like, sure they probably had him dead to rights. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he did the fuck. Oh, I'm not guilty. And then when they went to trial, and they had 14 <laughs> counts and literally a fucking mountain of shit they could go against. Him. I'm thinking he's like, oh shit, I'm busted. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Say what you will about Mike Vick. When he knew he was got, he's like, all right, you got me. I got, I got. got. Darren Sharper, not so much. <laughs> okay, moving on. Let's get. I don't. I do not want to talk about that guy ever again on this podcast. No. <laughs> I've, I've, got a, I've got a. I've got a defensive end for you. Uh, Leonard Little. Oh, kind of slides under the radar. Slides under the radar for as far as crime goes. <laughs> um, he he played I think twelve years in the NFL, something like that. Uh, in 1998, he. Killed a lady, uh, hit her head on in a car, 
DUI. Uh, I think it was his second or third, maybe DUI. Uh, but all-time talent, but just a real shitty human. JB, who you got for our team? Uh, so I went with Pac-Man Jones as my guy. He's <laughs> fucking laundry list of things. None of them as severe as most of the ones mentioned here, but he, what a fucking ball player. He couldn't couldn't stay out of trouble. I think my favorite was – I think the one he's most famous for, he took some guns to a strip club and was yep. beaten on a stripper. <laughs> um, but that's my pick. Um, Runner-up, I had Albert Hainsworth. Oh, that's a good one, too. Now, you, you forgot to mention the time that Pac-Man Jones went to a total nonstop action TNA wrestling and formed a tag team. That, that's criminal in its own. Why, why uh, <laughs> wasn't he a tag team champion with Ron Killings? With, with, yeah, with, with, with the now NWA R-Truth. tag yeah. team champion of the world. Yeah. Also, another thing here, Google the, we'll Adam, Adam, Google the Adam Pac-Man Jones uh, theme song on YouTube. It's fun. <laughs> you got to hear it. Got what we got. Man, Jones. Uh, yes, so um, <laughs> I want to change my pick because I, I remembered the one that I was going to use two weeks ago, um, and it's worse. Uh, Javon Belcher, the Kansas City linebacker um, who killed his pregnant girlfriend and then committed suicide oh. in the Chiefs uh, practice facility parking lot. You guys remember this? Vaguely, yeah, it, very vaguely because the NFL likes to do this thing where any time anything bad happens, they just Benoit him. They just that's Benoit the him old, and never talk that's about the him old again. white thing to do. It, it, it it's one of the worst. Like it's just it was just so bad. And then you know afterwards they they did donate his brain to science, and it did come out that he had one of the worst cases of CTE ever um on record and um that did lead to it you still make a choice and make a bad action but um that i think that he has to be on the uh, on the team because that was one of the worst ones yeah that's pretty bad yeah i took a real dark turn there uh <laughs> let's just let's, uh, let's just shut this down yeah that was uh, so there you go that's the nfl all prison team guys i'm glad we had this discussion let's slam that to... gate and lock the door and throw away the key yeah now <laughs> that nobody can ever say we didn't cover it like you go to prison team well we did and we all feel fucking dirty we need a goddamn shower now he's <laughs> a fucking hey, you, we do have one topic we can discuss what's that uh, uh, the new owner of the Springfield Sliders slash um, what, what is it? The Lucky Horseshoes. The Lucky know, the Horseshoes. The bullshit. The name's bullshit. Oh, so, I, kn- I know who you're talking about. You're talking about J E double F, J A double R, E double T. Ha ha! Ain't he great? Kyle's doing the strut. Jeff fucking Jarrett. If you are unfamiliar with him. He is a former WWF, WCW, NWA, TNA, WWE superstar, most infamously for smashing guitars over people's heads. He is the now the new owner of the Springfield Sliders. And what, what's the new name that he's going to name him? I have the article pulled up here. Give me just a few the, seconds the here. Lucky Horseshoes or some bullshit. Like yeah, that. the Lucky Horseshoes is, you know, 
with Springfield being the birthplace of the horseshoes, I guess they're trying to do something local, which I don't really care about the name. I, I'm not going to go there for the name. Um, he's come out and said that he wants to turn, just turn, turn it into like a big attraction for, for Springfield. Um, he wants basically to turn it into freaking side so circus and i'm all i'm all here for it just keep get keep giving i'll buy season tickets we'll, we'll get a section so is, boys is yes, he sir. from somewhere around here what was his attraction no, was he, he's from tennessee flights. right yeah he's, he's from tennessee around the uh, louisville area yeah he just thought what better place to stick a fucking mini nitro circus than the well, smack dab in the fucking middle <laughs> of illinois so I listen to a lot of pro wrestling podcasts, and one of them is uh, My World with Jeff Jarrett. And yeah, his, yeah. his, yeah, his family, his dad, Jerry, was a wrestling promoter. And he also was, like, big into, like, BP and, like, building gas stations and has a construction business. They're, they're an entrepreneurial family. But we got a fuckload of BPs. Yeah. Uh, the, the Jarrett's have a lot of fucking money, and Jeff can't. He Jeff's notorious for starting his own wrestling promotions, and then them kind of either being bought out or failed. So when I saw it, it was just a shock. Like, oh yeah, Jeff Jarrett coming to Springfield, but I, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. He bought a fucking no, were they a minor league fucking team or a just a local team? So, yeah, <laughs> it's just a, a pro. It, it the, the league is called the Prospect League. It's got okay. uh, teams from all over Central Illinois. Um, and, uh, so there's a team here, there's a team in Quincy, Hannibal, Peoria, a couple other places, uh, some notable guys that have played in the league, uh, Ryan Howard played, uh, played in yeah. the league. I think he played for the Quincy team. I'm not, I can't really remember. Um, there's, uh, there's been quite a few players from the Midwest that went through the prospect league basically as like a summer league during college. Um, so it's just like a small, you know, little small town thing, but it's really cool. Um, it's really cool because like, you know, Jeff Jarrett is a name. Like if you're not into wrestling, not much of a name, but if you kind of like just Google him or YouTube him, you'll be like, oh, this guy's super entertaining. He's ran promotions. He knows how to draw fans into an arena or a stadium. Um, my only request, it's the only one. I don't ask for much, guys. Instead of uh, seventh inning stretch sausage races, it's just one guy. He runs down the side of the field, and Jeff Jarrett comes out, hits him with his <laughs> guitar. It's I'm all in. It shatters. The crowd goes wild, and then the and then the the not sliders win every every game. I I was gonna say either that or the old NWO crew has to race around the stadium, and whoever wins gets hit with a guitar. Yeah, you, you you want Kevin Nash to run around with two busted quads? I, That's a. I do. I do. I think it would be fucking hilarious. To Jeff, that seems like a uh, a health liability uh, to have fucking dusty old quads running around the stadium. But fuck, I'm in for it. Well, you guarantee, you bet your ass, we're doing a shit post live on the scene at the first fucking sliders game that Jeff Jarrett owns. So we'll do we'll do a live Absolutely. vlog. It will it'll be we're gonna be drunk. We'll probably get arrested. It'll be a great time. So just before we wrap that up, um, I've got a little bit from the article that um, that I shared. The, the thing that kind of st stuck out to me the most through the whole thing uh, was his business partner said, hey, man, I want you to be a part of this organization. You're a third generation promoter. You promote sports entertainment. We're not asking you to figure out what players to get, balls and strikes, ground outs or any of that. 
but for you to bring the entertainment. He said, we went through the process. It's an opportunity I could not pass up. 30, 30 to 35 home games, but we have the stadium 365 a year. So we're going to be bringing concerts, festivals, maybe a podcast at the plate, maybe oh, some nitro fuck. circus, just different kinds of events up there. We're going to do all kinds of things when the home team is on the road. Uh, but during the games, which is the most important, we're going to be filling that stadium and having a lot of fun. Yeah, I all in, dude. Like he's got me kind of yeah. amped up for a nothing team, so I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> old double, agree, yeah. old double J hooking up the folks of Springfield with the finest entertainment you ever seen. But it, it that's the best news all week. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I mean, so when the when the news first started coming out today that they were renaming the team and everything, I didn't sleep well last night. So I thought maybe I was like kind of hallucinating <laughs> and out of it. I was getting this through a message thread. And then they sent that article that I sent you guys. And I was like, okay, this is like a, a fever dream out of, of epic proportions. I fully expect to wake up at any moment. Still haven't woken up, guys, and we're recording a podcast. So I don't think that it's a fever dream. I think it's real. It's, it, it, this is an actual thing that's happening. It's wild. Definitely real. I'm definitely here for it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun time at our uh, first uh, Lucky Horseshoes game. Is their mascot going to be just a giant fucking hamburger pony shoe? I hope probably it's like just a horse. A, I was going to say it's probably just a knockoff of the Colts, some bullshit like that. Oh, or maybe a fucking maybe a fucking unicorn. I don't know. No. Oh, Jeff now I'm disgusted. Creative. Jeff Jarrett is electric, pretty, though, so pretty it, creative. It, it you never know. Be, it could be two guys walking around in a horseshoe uniform, you know, one on each side, fucking tandem style. Who knows? That's how I get kicked out of a game. I'm not going to see knockoff Colts. That's just a bag of diarrhea. The Colts are already a bag yeah. of diarrhea. That's you're a bag of diarrhea. The, you're not going to support no. the team. You're going to drink beer and, and watch oh, baseball. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, I see a giant horse, if I see a giant horseshoe walking out, I'm going to get triggered. I'm, I'm going to get triggered. Hey, I'll bring you a paper bag. That. <laughs> <laughs> Only only people that go to that game to support the team are, are parents. That's it. <laughs> Fuck the, the rest of us, everybody's dead. The, the rest of us are there for two dollar beers. <laughs> That's it. It's the same way with the Chiefs game, though. The only reason you go is if Yanni's down in single A. You know, yeah, yeah. you 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 don't fucking you don't go there for the play. You go there for the two dollar beers. So hot off the presses, switching gears here. Uh, the USFL teams reveal their uniforms for the 2022 season. Oh, uh, I forgot I was even a thing that's going on. I didn't even know these guys' team names. I just want to run down a couple of names for you. The, Michi- the Michigan Panthers. Okay. All right. The Tampa Bay Bandits. In. In. That, that sounds familiar. The Philadelphia Stars. Hmm. <clears throat> The New okay. Jersey, the New Jersey Generals, bringing them back. Let's go! I like it. I like it. Now hang on, right here, Houston Gamblers. Oh, <laughs> and their their first post is a picture of uniforms with the uh, caption "Pocket Aces." <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Houston Gamblers. <laughs> So, so are they letting oh, everybody shit. know from the jump that they're cheaters? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, God <laughs> damn, bro. You could have fucking chilled on that a little. The 
the Birmingham Stallions. Oh, shit, there's more. The Pittsburgh Maulers. I don't hate that, actually. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. The New Orleans Breakers. Like Levy Breakers? That's fucked up. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> People fucking die. I was, I was actually kind of hoping... I was kind of hoping that it was just like a dude breaking spaghetti or some shit like that. <laughs> not, not as dark as time was fucking. The New Orleans Jesus Breakers. Christ, man. They should have just called themselves the fucking New Orleans Katrinas. They should have no just been shit. the New Orleans football team over that. But good Lord. Uh, <laughs> the funny. That was... Their, uh, lo- their logo even... is even like an aqua blue color. This is fucked. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to be that number one fan. I wouldn't even have <laughs> put that together. If you didn't say that, but God, instantly, bless America. Oh, God, my God. bless America. The levy break. Holy oh, shit. no. That ain't right. That's that real rough. Right. That, 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 that's a bunch of bullshit. Don't buy a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't real. Um, yeah. So. You boys got anything else you want to add to the fire here? Anything that's on your mind you want to discuss about here? We're uh, a half hour away from approaching the two-hour mark. Um, my wife's that's, that's that's already a given, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I it, it, I don't stand a chance. Listen, you know. if your wife doesn't want to kill you, are you even doing things right? That's very good point. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> every day, uh, you, I, every day, I wake up with a death wish. After I, every day, I wake up with a death threat because I'm an idiot. So, yeah, you sure are. <laughs> yeah. uh, she, she's she's always right, and and that's fine. Well, that, that's that's the secret to a, to a happy marriage. You just let let your old lady just be right, even when even when they're wrong. Just let them be right. Oh, I don't let her be right. She's just way smarter than me. I, it's, well, well, the Virginia Redbirds education system. Wasn't a fucking 60 F over your neck of the woods? Uh, no. Uh, what was it? Uh, 59. 59? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why you're so damn dumb. Listen, that fucking place did not prepare me for college. That's I'm sorry. Insane. I'm sorry if any of my former teachers ever listened to this. Uh, you, you guys were great. I had a great time not going to class. It was fantastic. Of fifty nine. Uh, Jesus Christ. Fifty yeah. nine. I, I got to, I got to college, and I, I literally thought that I had never been to school before in my entire life. Yeah, you know what? That's, I did, that's I, how I. You, you can say what you want about route and you know what i'll let you but the one thing that place said even though i didn't do well there it prepared me <laughs> it, it, the stuff that was mind. going over my never head mind. in high school never did not go over my head in, in college so i think I, mean, I think they did their job this is not- oh hey dylan uh what i forgot to tell you that was funny earlier casey jones if you're listening you're getting a shout out here uh virginia triopia Won the JV South Fulton tournament. Hey, let's so go! That's that's one big victory for us. 
Fucking eat that L, buddy. Old our old coach, buddy. Yeah, fucking ice up. You got fucking ran house by Virginia Triopia. How about it? Ice. Uh, yeah, that's a rough more Triopia than Virginia. Let's be real. Uh, me, uh, well, they're still they're still part of it. Well, we can. Dubs sometimes. Yeah, fucking W is a W. So it's okay. I don't celebrate my team's wins anymore. So <laughs> uh, you you should. No, fuck that place. You, you just, you just shouldn't. Hey, you know, public service announcement. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> is not, that on air. this is not the episode to no, shit. No, not, no. not the episode to shit on them yet. Save it. Just, we'll, we'll hey, I got a wise, boys. Yeah. I got a wise. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up here for everybody's good. JB, you still with us? It's, it's very dark. Are you okay? Hey, I'm just chilling here, drinking my beer, man. Listen to the show. You are you are my spirit animal. Just fucking just relaxing, sitting with a mill light. Just chilling. Most of all before coming on here, I'm just I'm vibing. Yes. I fucking love it. Boys. Oh, speaking of vibing, to come to come full circle to kind of round out the show perfectly. You were talking about your car earlier. And I just got to say one thing about snowball. Snowball is a vibe. And I don't just mean literally, just all around. No, hell yeah. <laughs> Snowball is definitely a vibe. It's a Snow- vibe that's a vibe. Snowball is the best five hundred dollars I ever spent in my life. That poor <laughs> fucking car. That poor that poor Absolutely. car I have ran the absolute dog shit out of. But we're still kicking. We're leaking oil now, but we're still kicking. So nah. might buy something Don't new, matter. might buy another five hundred dollar jalopy. Who knows? Boys, I believe we are out of time. Thanks for coming on to the show. CJ's got a piss. Boys, until next time, (laughs) we'll see you down the road. Peace out, boys. Later. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Later.